I'm going to make a sticker for the back of your spider. <laughs> I started on Harley, man. <laughs> it's time for Loud Pipes. The podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode, Rich Warfield, Rico Hogan, and John Maracle. Cloud Pipes 113. We're kicking off our new rider series tonight, new and returning rider series, and we're going to talk about getting some training. We're going to cover some tips, some different schools that are available. See if we can help get some more riders in here. Mr. Hogan will be here momentarily if his internet comes back to life. But in the meantime, Johnny John, Spider Silk, has a house full. What's going on, buddy? Man, I'm hanging in here. I got my boys in here tonight. We're having some fun tonight. You certainly are. It looks like fun. I'm feeling left out down here in the frosty, cold Charlotte basement. Oh, well, you should have gotten Harley came up here. I know. I rode the other day. That was enough. 28, 29 degrees. Well, like one of our guests, I can tell you, rode colder than that. Yeah, and he probably rode around just halfway around the country, too. <laughs> All right, sir. What are you drinking? Well, I am cracking the lid on a beer that I don't really like, so this may be short-lived, but this is a Bavarian Dunkel from Leinenkugel. And it's a tradition of opening, since it's not in a can. Hogan's uh, can opener? Hogan's can opener. Yeah, I'm just not a huge fan of dark beer. Mm-hmm. We'll see. That'll pass. All right. What are you into up there, Johnny John? Well, tonight, no, it's no rum and coke tonight. No rum and coke. I see a bottle. It's a bottle. I got some Anried Orchard Hard Cider Green Apple. Green Apple. All right. Yeah, so it's not bad. And then, since you're talking about the guests, so let me introduce who's hanging out with me tonight. I was gonna say, yeah, you bring bring the bring the bring, bring the guys bring in, the fellas in, and we'll go through their drinks as well. All right, so we got back tonight, hanging out with us again. KP Moto again, back hanging with us again. Hey guys, Good evening. And then we have <laughs> the one, <laughs> the only Irishman. What's going on, guys? Good evening. We finally get to talk to the infamous Irishman, the long rider. <laughs> the long rider that I talk a lot about. That's we, as you guys know, that mean Irishman took that little 1700 mile and change ride for some fish and chips. That tiny ride. <laughs> tiny ride. So, yeah. Which was cool. And we appreciate you looking out for, for Johnny John. That was pretty cool. He's my boy. He's my navigator. I mean, he's looking out for me. I'm not looking out for him. He is, yeah. he is definitely the navigator because I barely bring all the things I need on the trip, let alone a map or where we're going. <laughs> yeah. He's like, where are we going? I'm like, here we go. He's like, okay, let's go. Where are we going? All right. So I'll follow you. I'll follow you. Yep. All right. So tonight, drinking. Let's see. KP, what you got over there, my friend? I'm going to a couple different things. I'm not really sure. <laughs> it's all a right. little bit of everything. Would you like me to tell you what you're drinking? Because the wife made it for you. That works. So it's a buffalo moonshine so it's um lemonade with some grenadine and buffalo trace whiskey that's what's in it very nice 
Happy birthday. Good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then and then Mr. Irishman over here has I'm drinking my Sam Adams Boston Lager with my khakis and my cat. And your cat. You left your cat outside. <laughs> yeah, in the habit yard. On the yard. <laughs> Irishman's originally from uh New Bedford, Mass. Yes, sir. So yeah. So there we go, sir. Very nice. So I guess we just have, we'll hit the button, but we mainly have just one topic. I know you like the sound. That's his button. The one, the only, the new topic, the new rider series, which is a lot of fun. We've been, we've been bantering this offline and in the clubhouse and just having a good time. Just a good time talking about how can we bring more riders into motorcycling. You know, we, we feel it's the best community out there. There's no, there's no community, I don't think, tighter than this, save for maybe the military or military riders that might be a, a tighter-knit group than what we have. So why not share the wealth and bring some more riders along? So we thought we would go ahead and, and get some riding tips. We're going to talk about some riding schools. Irishman is a a former instructor. Do I have that right? Uh, Yeah, I'm a former instructor. I still help out whenever possible, whenever they need me, but I don't volunteer my time. Got it. And John has been through the safety course. Go ahead. I have. And while we're talking about that, I forgot to mention, I'll give a shout out now. Irishman is also a 15-year Marine Corps vet. So thank you, sir, for your service. I know we all appreciate you. I did it for you guys. Absolutely. Thank you for your service. We appreciate it. All right. So where do you guys want to start? We think we might go, we might split this into two segments. We have new riders we want to talk about. And of course, we don't want to forget about the returning riders. That's just, that's kind of a terrible statistic. People, they love to ride. They take a break for a while and they come back and just hop back on the bike. And you hear more and more about accidents happening because of that, because they, you know, you just lost a little bit while you were waiting in the wings. So we talked a little bit before the show that maybe those type of people should just treat it as if they were a new rider and take all the same training. So we will dive into that a little bit. All right. So safety courses, you guys um, want to give a little rundown on the courses or what you might recommend for the first time rider? For the first we'll time rider. Yeah. For the first time rider, I always recommend the beginner's course. Um, If you even think about wanting to get a bike, you need to study about it. Um, Once you get your bike, get your permit, get Mm -hmm. your license. But one of those first steps that you're doing needs to be the beginner's course. And that's going to teach you everything from crawling to actually riding the bike. And that's the most important thing that, you know, a lot of a lot of problems that people have are turns, and it tends to be left hand turns, not right hand turns. Yep. And it it sounds weird, but I don't know. It's so much easier going right than it is left for some reason. <laughs> um, I see that but, on my bike too, which is funny because the exhaust is lower on the right. You would think the right side you wouldn't lean as far, but every time I check my tires, I'm always a little farther. Right, right than I am to the left. Right. But that's not true for you. <laughs> because I've seen that peg on the left side. 
Yeah, I own the rug. <laughs> I mean, me and the rug are best friends. That's nice. how we do. I mean, just to kind of go with it, not, not not trying to get off topic, but you're just so people can understand, his left peg is at a 45 degree shape. Oh, man. On I the wish, end. I wish you took a picture of that. I mean, <laughs> seriously, I wish you Don't. could post a picture of this thing. We got to get that. It's like well, a we'll spike. A yeah. So um, I got highway pegs and um, pretty much uh, my left peg is at a 90 degree angle at the tip of it where I just drag it every time I turn. And I'm not saying that I'm overconfident when I'm right. When I ride, I I ride smart, but I ride comfortable. So whether I'm going right or left, I try to see sparks. You know, that makes me giddy. You know, I, I laugh in my in my body. I'm like, hee, 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 you know. So, Well, it's a, a good questionnaire. Other than, obviously, you ride a lot throughout the year, but are you training continually? Like, do you practice drills and things like that to keep sharp? Are you doing anything yeah. above and beyond uh, just riding? I have another entity outside of Moto Amino. Mm-hmm. And every time we have a new rider come in, we all do a safety course. And that's nice. it's a way to pretty much welcome the person in and see how well we ride together. Because unlike with Moto Amino, we ride stagger, you know. Right. But in my other entity, we're side by side. So we have to know exactly what the person's going to do beside us as along with the person behind us and in front of us. Yeah. So we have anywhere from three riders to 75 riders. And um, we all have to be one when we ride. So I, I'm pretty sure everybody knows what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to go far into that. Johnny John likes, likes him a, a group ride. I'm not sure he's ready for 75, though. He's he's actually surprised me with some of the rides where he did come up next to me, mm-hmm. and we did ride as one. I mean, it was it was beautiful for, um, you know, him having a spider, I have a cruiser, but we were riding side by side, like we knew exactly what each uh, each other was going to do. Okay. So. And that takes a lot. I mean, I, try, I know we're going to get back on topic, Rich, but it, that's, uh, it, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, if you look at a Sparta, I mean, it does take up two lanes. So it's, you got to be really trust each other. And it does. So, all right, back on course. So taking class. So we take the basic class for a beginner. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I we think, can, actually, hold on, John. I, Irishman said something I want to go back to. So if we can go a half sec back from the course. You mentioned material that people should look at beforehand. So obviously MSF has material and things like that. You feel there's there's a extra value in getting up to speed on that before they even step foot in the classroom? Well, I mean, you should know kind of know what you're getting into. Um, try to find out what this uh, – this, okay, I, I'm terrible at speaking. Uh, <laughs> s- statistics are <laughs> – you know, before you go into something. So it's kind of like jumping out of a plane. You, you know, you're not going to jump 
out by yourself for the first time. You're going to go through a course and you're going to know what's going to happen each time. So when you're actually deciding to buy a motorcycle, you want to, you know, find out what it's about and the, I don't know, the laws of, you know, just find out what the laws are and just don't jump on a bike. Think that you're, because you've gone down five miles, that you're a great rider. You know, you you, got to do something and study. And, you know, I'm not saying be a total burke bookworm about it but get get yourself familiar at least with yeah what's going on and i think that's a good point there there is risk involved and it's not for everyone so as much as we want we would like for all of our friends to be into it i mean you guys know as well as i do there's some of your friends that you know they have no business on a motorcycle and that's fine that's that's how it should be one thing i mean coming from both worlds riding sports bikes and uh cruisers I've noticed a lot of sports bike riders jump on a bike and think they're going to pull out a wheelie. And that's <laughs> one wheelie. thing they want to do. Um, if you're going to do a wheelie, learn how to ride the bike first. Yeah. And that way, when you do a wheelie, it can be awesome instead of just, oh, my God, I got the wheel up and I almost messed myself. And then, <laughs> yeah. So let's do one more thing. Step back there. So let's kind of, we didn't talk about Irishman's history. So you rode sport bikes for 15 plus years? Yeah, I've been riding a total of, well, my birthday was 23 years. So I've been riding a total of 23 years on December 7th. And so about four years of that, I've been riding cruises. Everything else has been sports bikes. Now, there, I did take a three-year break, but that be, was because I broke both of my legs. So, Ouch. Um, right. Yeah, so that's when I decided to switch from sports bikes to cruisers because I thought I needed to slow down. So, Right, so there's your history of what he's... I mean, we didn't talk yeah. about it in the beginning of what he's written. Yeah. Yeah, and so, it's, it's too bad Rico wasn't here, Our so our third co-host of the show that's kind of his progression he started on sport bikes um you know did track days did stunt riding things like that and now he has the big indian roadmaster so yeah he slowed it way down (laughs) well he says the bike's fast but you know it's an indian so (laughs) i mean come on (laughs) i I can say that he's not here yeah i still have enough speed on the cruiser i mean that's (laughs) I'm I'm not topping out at what I used to, which I'm happy with. Uh, I, I still have wind in my hair, and depends on what state I'm in. But yeah, <laughs> do you mi- now, do you miss the handling? Again, off topic, but do you miss the handling of you know sharp turning and amazing brakes versus what you have now? I mean, I'm making an assumption with the cruiser, but some days. Some days. Um, some days, but like when I, okay, you kind of have to look at the way I ride to, if you looked at me when I'm on a bike, you would never think that I was an instructor ever <laughs> because yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, sounds like one brother thing, Zion. <laughs> well, see, yeah, cut off sleeves. I mean, I do wear boots. 
Uh, if I'm in Florida or any state that doesn't require a helmet, I'm not wearing a helmet, you know, but mm-hmm. that's the way I, I'm comfortable. And I urge everybody that rides, ride your ride, be comfortable. Okay. You don't have to ride with like me. So when I'm actually doing an MSF course, mm-hmm. I'm geared up because I don't want anyone to leave and think that they can ride the way I ride. Got it. Um, I have a reason why I ride the way I ride. Um, and it's kind of selfish towards myself, but I'm comfortable that way. So, um, yeah, so I'm full face helmet, uh, jacket, pants, you know, a whole nine yards. And yeah, KP. I'm riding like KP over here. <laughs> well, or me. Yeah, or John or any anyone else but it's the image that you have to set and you know who's going to respect someone that shows up for this safety course right not wearing anything i wear a novelty yeah Yeah, i'm wearing a novelty helmet so it's going to break up in a million pieces when if 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 but yeah but that that's where we'll go back to what you said about zion it's and before we got on Harshman and I talked, it's what's your knowledge yeah. of writing. Now, let's bring KP in here since he's sitting over here for quiet. you have anything to add? So on that one, I would say talking about the gear. I mean, I wear the gear because I've had a couple accidents. And while I'm, I don't consider myself a very good rider, but I'm confident enough in my own abilities. I just don't trust other drivers. And that's one of the big reasons that I wear. I ride fully geared up all the time because... I just know if I hit the ground, it at least gives me some skin protection, if nothing else. Yeah, abrasion is, is a killer. Yeah, I, I did a 300-foot slide, and the couple scratches I had healed up in about three days because they were all that minor. And that was really nice because I didn't have any third-degree burns or major skin loss across the front half of my body or anything. But then you'll go back here, and I can know this one's talking with Irishman, and not trying to go off topic here. Sorry, Rich. But Irishman will go the other way and says, if you have the knowledge, you won't hit the pavement. No. Uh, or maybe well <laughs> in maybe. theory no you would never hit the pavement but in reality it's not if yeah. you hit the pavement it's when you hit the pavement and it goes back to the old saying from the dawn of time you know, there's two different riders the person that's been down and the person that's going to go down and it's a sad fact but you know not everybody I mean it's against the laws of nature to be on two wheels it really is. You know, yeah. It should never happen. And then we'll real quick and go back to Irishman's statistic point that I read. And I don't know where I found saw this, but it said most new riders or riders' accidents happen in the first year. And then years three through six is where most of them happen. Hmm. Well, it kind of makes sense. The, you know, the first year rider, you just you don't know any better. You're learning, you're picking up everything for the first time. And then I know this happened to me, certainly kind of like what Irishman said, you, you get a little cocky, you ride a little bit, you're having fun, nothing happens. You're like, ah, I can do this. And then you keep picking up the speed, you keep testing your limits. And yeah, so that makes sense, John. The whole thing about um, the first year and then three through six is the first year people trying something out new. They get scared. They walk away, come back, mm. yeah, and don't go through the course over again. So, 
you know, if you ever walk away from a bike and come back, you need to act, treat it like you are a brand new rider again. Got it. Like you've never touched the bike. So well, that, yeah, that's we, where that. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I would no, say that's no, no, a no. good transition. To, um, so how long will we be talking? A year, a year? If it's a year or more, then you should go back through training. You know, can we put a parameter on that? The worst thing in the world is it's like riding a bicycle. There's no such thing mm-hmm. when you're riding a motorcycle because if you walk away from it for, you know, seven, eight months, you need to kind of re-familiarize yourself with that whole motorcycle all over again. You kind of have to uh, crawl before you walk. Yeah. Cool. And uh, to even to even emphasize on that, so I own two diff- very different bikes. I have an FJR 1300 and then a KLR 650. And yeah, riding the two of them, I know riding my FJR all the time, when I finally get my KLR to a point where it's road legal and I get it back out on the road again, I've hopped on it a couple of times. It's very different from my FJR because every single ergonomic on it, the way it shifts, mm-hmm. everything's really different on it. So I will say it's one of the big things too that even if you have kept up riding, even switching bikes or style of bikes could make a big difference on that as well. The, the stopping distances, the way they accelerate, the yeah. way they handle in a corner. Yeah, and Irishman can appreciate this. I, my, I'm flipping back and forth soon between a, a Softail Cruiser and an R6. That'll be <laughs> my second bike. <laughs> it's like two different worlds, man. <laughs> yeah. It's main. It's mainly going to be for the for the track, but I will ride it on the street to get used to the bike. Well, it was it was actually amazing when I made my transition because um, I had a small bike when I well I think it was a small bike when I got back, and it was a um, Harley Sportster twelve hundred mm-hmm. when I came back, and first cruiser style bike I ever had, and uh, I bought it from my sister. My sister, she will never hear this, thank God. She went to Wilmington. Actually, I'm going to make her listen to it. Um, (laughs) She went to Wilmington, rode fine with it, and it was her bike. Um, Came up to a stoplight, stopped, everything was fine. Lost her footing, dropped the bike. Made her husband tow it back. I was over in Japan at the time, and this was before my accident. And, uh, thank God she put it in her shed. I had my accident. I was out for three years and the bike sat in the shed for three years. Um, she, the plan was to, um, make a, what is it? Um, I can't think of the name right now. Um, so you're going to customize it some? A trike. Okay. She was going to trike. A sportster out. <laughs> I, I've seen them. They're not pretty. Unless mm-hmm. if you have one, then they're beautiful. But uh, <laughs> to me, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a great idea. So I begged her when I already knew I was going to start writing again. Um, I begged her for about a year and a half to let me buy this motorcycle, and finally she gave in and bought the bike. And so I got back. Everything was good. And uh, when I gave her all the money, it was like I started off on gravel. That's Her driveway was gravel. So that was my first jumping back on a bike. 
That's how you got started on. <laughs> oh my god. Jeez. Yeah. But good times and sorry about the whole circle thing. No, it's good. I the the more we're talking, the more I'm thinking you know, the the conversational approach to me is kind of how I would absorb this information. I mean, to sit down and read a book, that's great. That's going to give me a nice introduction. The course is going to be nice. But mm-hmm. where I'm really going to learn, and actually this is how I did. I haven't taken the course. I will this year, but is I would it would be like this. I would be sitting around talking with my buddies. We would ride and then, you know, share tips, share experiences. That's kind of how I would take it in and that's that's sort of what we're doing here. Yeah. Um you say that every time every year, Rich. <laughs> well, we were going to take it together, so now we have to, you know, we've complicated things. Well, go take it. Don't worry about it. Go take it. Funny story about before I became an MSF instructor. Um I never took the course until I was over in Japan. I started writing in 95 and um, I was stationed in Japan in, I can't remember what year, Um, but I saw a flyer on the wall and there was only a few things that you could do in Japan. Go to Tokyo because we were two hours away and spend all your money. Mm or make money. And so I saw a flyer on the wall. They needed MSF instructors. So a week before I became an instructor, I went through my first beginner's course. Nice. <laughs> nice. So um, another thing, when I first started writing, I never had a license. I didn't get a full license until about 2005. So I, I went almost 10 years without a license. Yeah, that's a lot more common than I thought. Like we've encountered that at dealerships when we want to do test rides and things like that. And that's the first thing they ask you. They're like, do you have a license? I'm like, why, why would I not? Like I rode here on a motorcycle. They're like, mm, no, you'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah. North Carolina just passed a law not too long ago where you had to have, you had to have a license after like, I think it was a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So you can get a permit, which lasts a year then you can renew your permit for six months and then you have to get your license or you just can't renew your permit anymore. And so that just changed. So my parents moved me down to North Carolina in 97. Kind of a reason why I joined the Marine Corps. So, uh, so that whole time I didn't need a permit. The only reason why I had to get my license was because I was going to Japan. And I wouldn't be able to ride unless I had a American license. So, well, that's, that's a good point as well. So to take the beginner's course, there's no requirement, no license requirement. You don't need a permit or anything. No. You just show no. up and ride. Yeah. Just show up and ride. Cause most of the time, especially like community colleges, they'll provide the bike. And, uh, usually it's like private property. So you're not, you're not out on the road. Yeah, usually it's a parking lot on the weekends, and uh, it's a ugly bike with crash bars because they know it's going to go down. Yeah, they're going to be picking it up all day. <laughs> yeah, and you're not going fast enough to break a bike apart. So, Right, same way at the Harley dealership, or doing through Harley, that's where I did mine through. And pretty much, I know we're getting into the classes here a little bit, Richard Training Schools. Harley pretty much does, it's called Rider's Edge, like you say. But it's technically based off of the MSF class, of course. Yeah. 
and they're MSF instructors. And they use, like we talked last show, they use the Street 500 with crash bars as well. Um, all in it. You don't have to do anything. Um, no permit, no nothing. Course and everything. And when you walk out, I mean, you've taken the road test. So actually, you could go to the DMV, take the permit test. Mm-hmm. Here's my license or just your certificate and there's your endorsement so yep all right so the so we finished the beginner course what's the what's the next progression so obviously this would depend on if you have a a permit or if you care about having a permit i guess to start riding you get out and start practicing at that point or you go for another refresher what where do we progress from there once you uh, go through the beginner's course, you pretty much have a ideal that you're going to get a bike. Um, then there's the um, you go through the advanced course, which I mean you learn a little bit more about riding, mm-hmm. and it's not really a whole bunch more, but it's more like um, handling the bike uh, faster speed. You know, still in a controlled environment. And the reason why I'm kind of la-di-da about that is because you don't get the knowledge. I mean, it's great to go through these courses, don't get me wrong, but you don't get this knowledge unless you're out there. and Need some seat time, yeah. So every course that you're ever going to go through, except for any kind of, like, track safety course, you're going to be going at slow paces. And go ahead. What you got, KP? Well, say on that regards, um, <clears throat> there's the um, bike safe. I know uh, Durham PD and Wake Forest PD does that, and that's actually an on-road course. So it's not in a parking lot. It's at on-road feeds. Nice. I haven't done that one yet. Plan on trying to see if we can get some of the guys together and do that one, actually, because as I was just saying, most every single course you can take or pay to take or is free to take is all going to be in a parking lot doing cone courses, which is great handling skills, but it doesn't help you practice braking from, say, 50 miles an hour. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you get your permit. You don't even need to touch a bike. You just go take a test, and that's about it. You get your permit. You walk away. You can buy a motorcycle right away, and then, you know, 50-50 chance, you're going to make it home. <laughs> um, now, I do like the way that North Carolina does their um, licensing because they have a pretty good course that you have to do to actually get your license. And don't, it's a good thing. The only thing I don't like about it is you can fall up to four times and still the riding test. Yes. Yes. Well, in, in Massachusetts, you probably remember you can't even put a foot down. Exactly. You have to go do the figure eight around the building, you know, mm-hmm. circle both directions and then stop with both brakes. And if you put a foot down, they just fail you. That's, so that's interesting. That's crazy. Four, four times you can drop. Four times. Yeah. You failed it. You don't, what do you mean? When you're taking the evaluation <laughs> or during the weekend? What do you mean during you the said, weekend? You said you can drop the bike, right? You can drop the bike. But I mean, like different times it's not like you through the through the whole course you can drop the bike up okay. to four times not four times in the evaluation at the end of it right 
Okay. Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. That's where I was going to go because that, I mean, going back to when I took the class, I actually failed the the evaluation the first time. You had three wheels. No, I did on two. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. You're good. I love you, John. I, I love you. He, got his, he did his test on a Harley, man. I did on a, yeah, I did a test on a Street 500. <laughs> I did do it on, a, I did on two. I'm going to make so, a sticker for the back of your spider. <laughs> I started on a Harley, man. <laughs> Sorry. They, they ran me away. They ran me away. <laughs> I was one of you. <laughs> I was one of you at one point in time. Now I um, saved my money. It was, my thing was nerves. I was the last one out of the group five, and the first one was the was the cones, mm-hmm. and I think I, I went too fast through it. Mm-hmm. I think I ran over some cones, mm-hmm. and then the next one was the start from stop, do the ninety degree. I think I cut it too close, then do the something. So I don't remember, but yeah, I was the guy was really cool. Two of us failed it, and we there was enough time where we actually went through it again, and he knew I was nervous. Hmm. So now the advanced course. Um, Irishman, would you take that or recommend that for a returning rider or should they go back to the basics? I, um, depending on how long they were absent. Um, let's say they were long person, let's say like a decade they've had kids, they had kids and then didn't come back until again, because your wife made you sell your bike. Um, (laughs) it's usually what happens. (laughs) I would recommend going back to a beginner's course and then, you know, you, you get your confidence back up. You know, because that's the one thing that people need, their confidence, mm-hmm. um, not cockiness. There's two different things. But, yeah, get your confidence up. And then if you choose to get more, you know, advanced, go to the advanced course. You know, I've taught the advanced course. I've never been to it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, is there a course after advanced? There's there's quite a bit of stuff on, on the website. I was just going to ask you guys. so. It looks like they have this kit that you can order, and this might be good for groups, or maybe this is something that, that you guys do. You can order up like a kit that has a set of everything. It has like the cones and the material and DVD and all the information to go through it. It seems like it's geared towards like riding groups that might want to just get a bunch of people together and, and do it like self-paced. Yeah, there's. Uh, I know there's the beginner's course, the advanced course, and I think there's maybe two or three courses after that. Uh, I've never been past the advanced course, and they kind of, you know, they like when I go, when they call me up and say, "Hey, Irishman," because that's what they call me. Um, they say, "Hey, we got a we got a class. Uh, if you're available, come teach it." And I'll, either yay or nay. Um, but they know because MSF is you know countrywide, worldwide. Uh, they know what I've done, what, like, how uh, advanced I am. So I can teach advanced courses because it's written written in that I've been to the advanced course, but I've never taken it. Um, the other courses I've never taught, and I've never wanted to know anything about it. Okay. So. Yeah, there's a whole series here on the site. There's even... John, there's even a basic rider course for a three-wheel. And now they've got an option for a seated and steering wheel, like slingshot kind of things. Which, I don't know why that's even necessary. Aren't those... It's a car. They're becoming cars now, aren't they? (laughs) 
Yes, because you don't have to wear your helmet anymore. Yeah, and I think the EPA is officially, I'm going to look this up, I think they've officially classified them auto cycles. They are. They so uh, The whole thing's kind of over now. That was beginning of last year when they considered those cars because they have steering wheels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this and, is and, neat. Sorry, and even though I'll go, since I even ride three. You I, have handlebars. And I, and I have to throw a leg over. <laughs> I, I just wish the my only gripe with the spider is I just wish that there was a switch that you could counter steer it like at speed where the bars handled like a motorcycle because I don't I don't trust myself to you really need to get in the mountains with John because oh, he have, rides that yeah. thing okay so no no you have not been not recently rich no you he, need you need to go on the last time with the tail of the dragon he rides this thing like it's on two wheels. He's no, not yeah, on I know two he wheels, does. but he rides like it's on two wheels. But I'm saying I'm, for me, like I, I don't know that I would want to trust myself to, to ride the spider and then in an emergency think that I'm on a motorcycle. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I kept up with the with you four guys. I couldn't believe that. I was tired after that, though. But anyways, I'm sure you were. <laughs> So we need to stay on topic here. I won't get off on a bantant. No, I think that's good. So th- there are a lot of other courses. We're gonna we're gonna cover the courses at a, at another show, and we'll go through in more detail what each one does. We want to kind of focus on, you know, getting people in or getting people back to riding, and some other tips like that. So, um, in terms of practice, so let's say you've you've taken the course, you have a bike now. What's the kind of things that the first time rider should be practicing regularly? Hey, and, hey, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you practice. You, here, I got to go back to the real thing about something. You asked Irishman if he practices. Every time he shows up for a meet with us, he comes in, takes this big cruiser, and does figure eights. Nice. <laughs> Just scraping no. in the middle. Small figure eights. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he is just like... You seen him, haven't you, KP? Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty good with it. Yeah, he comes in there. So, I mean, that's just you're pretty good. With it. <laughs> that being said, I've taken a cruiser out. <laughs> Those things are easy to figure eight are um, than my FJR is. Mm-hmm. They are. I mean, it, it, it's a lot easier doing a figure eight on a cruiser that's a bigger bike than it is on a sports bike. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that because I've had some people go like, "Man, he can ride," and I'm like. No, not just really you. <laughs> not just counting you. I've seen some. Other, <laughs> I've seen some other guys that do something like that on the cruiser. And I'm like, all right, wow. Well, they got some great handling. And that's like a cruiser out, and I'm like, oh, no wonder this thing just like flops over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and also, don't forget the seat height. You know, we're like two feet lower to the ground than you are. Right. So yeah. we're like, you know, kind of in a lazy chair. <laughs> so, so there was a question. There. So yeah. So this came up. This came up recently. We were talking about practice drills. So, you know, we had some feedback from Chad um, on Facebook saying that, you know, he kind of agreed with us that returning riders should take the course. But additionally, just riders of all types, whether you take a pause in your riding or not, it's good to go back and get a refresher. And and we sort of took that as sort of like practice. You know, even if you're not going to go back and take the course, you should be practicing emergency braking turning left and right. Like you said, do figure eights. That's the best way to to get your lean the same both left and right. And right. if you're not practicing that, you may not encounter that on the road on a regular basis. 
Right. Like I said earlier with the whole other entity thing, it's not just the new writers that do this with us. It's everybody, you know. And so, you know, we either are doing it every year, once a year, mm-hmm. but we do it a lot. We, I would say in the last two years, we probably do it, did it about 30 times. Yeah, and uh, it, it's a lot. And I do a lot of traveling, and every time we have a new writer, I have to be there. And um, because that's my entity position. That's why you have 300,000 miles on your motorcycle. <laughs> Jeez, almost. Just, almost. It, it is close. It I, thought, is. I thought you hit 300. Not yet. It's I'm still about... On this motor, I am 147. Okay. So I have about three more hundred, uh, three more grand. So I'm, uh, three, yeah, three more, yeah, three more grand. Um, I'll be there. So like the first so. week in February. <laughs> no, that's like the end of January. End of January. Next weekend. <laughs> Probably. Oh my god! And what is that bike again? It's a Yamaha V Star thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. Uh, poor Nikki, she is a great girl. Is that what they call would call the classic? Would that be a V Star classic? Uh, I've Baby always called it the models. I've always called it a tour, but it, I really don't know the actual alphabet of it. So, um, I know it came with saddlebacks at one point. <laughs> It, no, it still does. <laughs> still it still does. does. It also came with heated grips, and I cut those off. And it has a you have a, just a windshield. There's no fairing on that, right? It it had, no no fairing. Um, I thought about getting it, but um, I don't want to spend that money. So I, I kind of like money. I'd rather ride than buy a fairing. What year is it? It's uh, 2010. <laughs> I think about yeah, it. I know what one you got. Yeah, it's, huh? it's, yeah, no bike you got now. You know what bike? I, it, I take it, it to your shop before you did. Yeah, I know. I take it to your shop on you your should. bike. I knew what year it was before you did on your own bike. <laughs> it's a tour. It's a tour. Consider hey, a tour. I got a okay. tour. <laughs> the tour. Yeah. So Do you know they still make the bike. Do they? Yeah. Oh, don't tell them that. There's a I'm not buying the 1300. <laughs> That's like trading in for your twin sister. Off of one horse. No one picked the up other. on that. <laughs> Do you know why I call her Nikki? Uh-uh. She's a big bottom girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 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 Uh, oh, what were we talking about? Uh, something about safety. training. <laughs> training, yeah. Practice. It's, it's back, back on training. Uh, once or twice a month, I'll go out to a parking lot myself and do some practice. I mean, I don't exactly have uh, MSF routine or anything I do, but I try and go through some of the same stuff that I did when I did my BRC. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'll pay. I'll take four connected parking spaces that are back, uh, two that are back to back, and um, I'll go ahead and do my box with those. So, I'm do my figure eight within that. Um, I'll go through and go ahead and pick like a smaller island and just try and stick as close to the curb I can, going around it left, going on right. I'll pick out a, you know, that's normally I do a little bit bigger, just kind of warm up, and then I'll normally find a, uh, a, a kind of like the concrete based uh, light poles. I'll go ahead and see how tight of a circle I can keep around one of those. 
I'll get up to speed 30, 40 miles an hour real quick and just do some practice with my brakes, get a feel for where my brakes, or in this case, my FJR, my ABS engages, but my KLR, where my brakes lock up. <laughs> but Or they don't. Yeah, where they don't, where they do. I normally try and get them to a point where I can get them to lock up or just shy of it, just so I know where about that is. Because I think it's another thing, too. Most people have never locked up their brakes, so in an emergency <laughs> situation where they grab their brakes, mm-hmm. they don't know what their bike's going to do or what point they're going to have problems with it. So I try and fill that out purposely so I know exactly, oh, this is the point my brakes lock up, my wheels lock up. Yeah, that's I've always been an advocate for starting or at least doing some riding in the dirt because mm-hmm. there's no better place to KLR. Yeah, get the bike out of shape, get the back out, lock up the wheels, and just, just feel what that's like in a control, semi-controlled environment before you're, you're in a panic stop. And now you're like, oh, my God, what do I do? My, you know, my rear wheel's locked up. Yep, I've done that, and I've practiced like stop and go. Um, just because you get someone in front of you that slams on your brakes, and comes to a stop real quick, doesn't mean the person behind you did. So I'll do coming to a complete stop and going without putting my feet down. Just modulating your clutch and working on your gears, shifting down, shifting back up. I'll go up to third and back down to first and back up again. All right, I don't want to get into the bikes too much because we're going to do a whole episode on, you know, bikes that people should get. But how do you guys feel about ABS? first time rider should they get abs or should they feel it out without it i'm a big fan of abs personally uh my first major accident being because i locked up my front wheel and flipped the bike that being said it's also because i'd never practiced with my brakes so first time i panicked i grabbed my front brake locked the front wheel up and flipped it so i am a big a pretty big proponent of abs that being said i think there's a lot learning your own bike and learning where your wheels lock up and how your brakes work goes a very long way too and if you take the time to practice that like i hadn't at that point you can get a much better understanding for the, your own bike and not need the abs i grew up in a time before the abs so you know we didn't have the anti-lock brakes we had a brake hmm. and you hit the brake and you pretty much do a handstand if you're lucky you do a handstand mm-hmm. if not you're going all the way over i look at I hate to say kids because I always say kids. Every time I re- uh, talk about somebody, it's always a kid. I even say kids. <laughs> but it's, you know, the people. Even KP uh, says kids. <laughs> it's the people that are beginning to ride. I think they have it so easy these days. Uh, I mean, if you're going to get a bike, you should get a bike that you like. It. You shouldn't really care if it's ABS or not, because you're not going to get a style bike that you don't want because mm-hmm. of the brake stop, uh, the way it stops. Um, so I'm not too concerned about ABS or no ABS. Um, you know, you need to be comfortable with the style bike. Now, that being said, your first bike should not be a... 1300 v-star yamaha whatever it should be you know the way that the guys that we ride with we're starting off with 300s Mm -hmm. you know you need to start off with a small bike it still goes way way too fast and but you know it's smaller you can handle it and by the time you are able to ride like everybody else you still making payments on it you can trade it out for another bike mm-hmm. you know as long as you rode it smart and didn't drop it yep. 
Right. And I, and I agree with you on that. I think the guys here in the area, Speak, Omega, uh, Sonic, all mm-hmm. start off with 300s or 250s. And they today, I mean, they've all upgraded to the next level. They both, all of them say they missed the 300s. Yeah. They had fun on them. I mean, I have a 1300. I'm trying to go back to a 300 probably my next bike. And, and it's a fact is, is that it's throttle control and you have to learn how to use it. If you get a big bike and you hit that throttle hard, down you go. You're going for a ride. My first bike was five different bikes put together <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> in a junkyard. <laughs> um, me and my buddy, we built a bike and it lasted 500 miles, five, 600 miles, and then it just stopped working. <laughs> but it, it was fun. What was the power plant? What? What was the engine in it? I have no idea. I was 15 years Something old. Something in the junkyard. <laughs> that was, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so where aren't you? Go ahead. Where aren't you next, sir? No, I was just going to ask if there were any, any other tips there just outside of the training that you guys wanted to give and before we move it along. Oh, I will give another one. That I think is important. No group hand signals. Hmm. Definitely. That, if you're not going to have comp, I mean, even if you have comps, I'll even say this much. Yeah. The group hand signals are so important. Um, well, before you even talk hand signals, though, as a first-time rider or a returning rider, you probably want to wait a minute before you start riding with a, a group. Or no? Of course. Of course. Um, because not every cager behind you is going to know what a hand signal is. Um, that, that was kind of going a little bit beyond in your advanced years that you start riding with a group. Um, but yeah, uh, John was right about hand, hand signals. Um, they are important, you know, no basic ones are your turns, you know, I mean, they teach you that in driver's ed, you know, what right and left hands, hand signals are. And then when you're riding in a group, there's a couple more like railroad tracks. Um, I don't know how many riders actually do it. I know uh, my entity does it. And um, some of us in uh, North Carolina from Moto Amino does it. It's uh, a switch so you put your hand up you kind of do a switch and everybody's shifts and it's it's kind of beautiful um but it's i i rather ride towards oncoming traffic than on the side of the road and that's kind of because you got some of those cagers that you know try to test you and i think i'm more confident as a rider than some of the newer people. So I'd rather have someone test me and not swerve into the person next to me. Mm-hmm. than the person next to me gets scared and swerve into me. Yeah. That's why we do so, the switch. I feel like I know most of my hand signals, but I've never seen a railroad hand signal. It's behind you like this. Uh, it's that's how I do it. It's behind you and like this. So everybody <laughs> listening to this is like this. <laughs> no, it looks like this. No. Yeah. Oh, okay, like that. Yeah, yeah just exactly like that. that. <laughs> I mean, I, 
I'm not going to say, I mean, a new rider. I mean, I don't say that they should go out with a big group, but I do think that going out with another person or something is helpful. Yeah. Ride with yeah. a friend, small group. Yeah. Ride friend, one or two people just to. I'm just saying you, the first time rider doesn't need to do the toy run is kind of what I'm getting. Exactly. At. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was like me and John going up to Massachusetts. Um, I taught him hand, hand signals. He did a beautiful job all the way up and back. And he claims I taught him a lot. Um, you did. He just followed. <laughs> but you did a great job. Oh, I know. But the, the you know, oh, that's. He's confident now. <laughs> no, it's like you said, I've, there's so much that I feel that I've learned, you know, just the hand signals, just the riding, how you ride or what lane you ride in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've even came to realize, well, that's kind of smart riding there because it's like you said, it's more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more visible. But like you said, in traffic and you're leading the pack, you know what's up front and what's behind. Mm-hmm. When you're in the left lane and you're far all the way over, you don't know what's up there or behind you. It's a lot harder to see. Yeah. So you got to depend on somebody in the back. Yeah. If if anyone is behind me, they notice that. My left leg is over the yellow lines into oncoming traffic. Um, I don't get scared when someone swerves into me, whether that's a car or a motorcycle. So, it, you know, I do that because I feel more safe for the newer rider. Um, and that's me looking out for other riders out there, you know. It's not for my safety. It's you know, it's what I've been taught over the years. So, yeah. Yes. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Anything else, KP? Any other tips? Not a whole lot on that one. I mean, BRC practice a little bit on your own time. I mean, I'm really a big. I'm big proponent of practicing on your own time in a parking lot and just going through some basic drills because. It doesn't cost anything. You can be out on a ride, pull into a parking lot for 10, 15 minutes, run through some simple drills. It doesn't take that long, but it really goes a long way towards if you do that now and again, <clears throat> towards just even getting a better feel for your own bike. Yep. But so I'll be a proponent of that. And then um, I did that the other day when it was cold. You know, I was out riding in the cold and I was like, you know what? I haven't tested the, you know, kind of the braking potential with like really cold tires in, in a while. So I went and did that for a while and, I can be honest, I was surprised at how quick that rear brake locked up with, you know, for tires at like, you know, 28 degree air temperature. Yeah. But, um, really doing that and then kind of back on the group ride topic. My first accident, like that one that high side was with the group ride. So I can definitely see getting used to controlling your own bike and getting used to how they perform before getting with a bunch of other riders. But one thing I've done is there's been probably half a dozen, well, probably a little more than that, probably about nine or ten times that I've bumped into riders that I could recognize were very new to the bike. I mean, very choppy clutch control. The weight of the bike felt familiar with them. I mean, just people like, standing at the light, like their bike wobbling around, just kind of rolling around. So I've, I've found a couple people like that on the road that I've just gone, hey, let's go ride for a while. And we've gone on road. I've gotten them back on some roads where there wasn't, wasn't a lot of traffic, got them in a parking lot, gone through some basic drills and they seemed a lot more confident even after just one day of practicing. Cool. Yeah. And I, I think my final tip would just be, you know, ride more often. Don't, don't sit on your training. And that's kind of true with any training. You know, if you go take the course and then wait a month before you start riding, I think you want to just get right after it and, and ride as much as you can. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, you you don't want because the longer you sit on knowledge, you're gonna forget it. It it's kind of like studying it for a test three months in advance. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know you. Sh- I'm not saying that you have to own a motorcycle to go through MSF, but it would be sure would smart <laughs> to have a motorcycle. It's kind of like spending money that you don't need to spend. Yep. So it, yeah, I think that's a good, a good tip. Maybe wait until you yeah have the bike or you're on the verge of getting the bike before you plunk down to go through the course. Yeah. I mean, ideally everybody would live in a cul-de-sac if no one knows what a cul-de-sac is. It's a road with a circle at the end. Um, so you know, it, it, <laughs> I don't. I don't know who lives at the end of a cul-de-sac. That's just weird. <laughs> oh yeah, crazy people. I I used to live at a cul-de-sac, but um, that would be the ideal place for everybody that was starting off with a motorcycle. You know, learn how to ride in a circle, uh, ride up to the end of the stop sign, uh, to the stop sign back. You know, do whatever. There's no traffic there. No one goes down a cul-de-sac unless you live down there or lost. And, um, but that would be the ideal, perfect world. So, uh, but back in reality, we live near highways. So, (laughs) So you uh, you learn on the (laughs) on-ramp. Exactly. You know, you go as fast as you can to keep up with traffic. Um, but seriously, you know, if you're going through MSF, it would be wise to have a motorcycle. That way, you know, you use someone else's motorcycle, you make those mistakes. You jump on your motorcycle and you learn from them. Yep. But, you know, just keep on doing it, make your own mistakes. That's why I say to get a 300 because... If you're going to make mistakes, it's easier to replace those 300 parts than it yeah. is when you deal with a 1300 motorcycle. You know? and, and I guess the other thing, and I know we preach it a lot, is ride your own ride. Ride within exactly. your limits. If you're on a th- don't try to keep up with somebody that's on a 1000cc and you're on a 600 or, or 300. You're going through these turns and you're trying to. Oh, come on, do it. man. Don't. <laughs> you know, don't push yourself. Um, you know, this past year I was I was with a group, and then and two of the guys went down, and literally they were trying to keep up. And there's a video of one of the guys that actually joked that he knew he was going too fast and have turned before, and he didn't slow down, and he wrecked. And then the other person got target fixated, yeah, and run down. So so, and we say it. And you're like, whatever. But once it happens, you're going to realize. And so. And surprisingly, he got a bigger bike. (laughs) (laughs) Went down and got a bigger bike. Yes. But he is a good guy. But I think performance-wise, I think they're the same. Mm. More numbers. More numbers. (laughs) I, I I I think they're the same. Okay. Let me just ask one quick question, and we'll we'll let you guys get your seven one ready. Um, when you say three hundred, are you talking a three hundred sport bike or a cruiser? Because uh, a 
you know, a well, 300 cc. cruiser, you, you pretty much isn't that a bicycle? Well, as I say, isn't like a scooter <laughs> at that point? Like, yeah, it's not a. <laughs> no, if you're going to go to the sports side bike, um, I would say a 300. Uh, if you're going cruiser side, I would say six like yeah, six fit exactly. The, the, the 650. Okay. <laughs> so you're putting up a five, John. Come on now. Stop. Well, like, come on. Like my brother. Um, my brother hasn't been riding as long as me. Um, but it seems like he's had his 650 V star forever. <laughs> but I mean, it was a great bike for him. He's gone down on it multiple times with bad accidents and barely got a, uh, barely a scratch on him. But, that was his, I mean, that was his choice, and he stuck to it. And it was a great starter bike for him. So, very nice. Yeah. All right. Well, Irishman, we appreciate it. KP, you as well. We will let you prepare your eight days a week. And we're going to thank some people here, real quick, before we roll forward. Um, let's take a moment to recognize the people that continue to make our show possible. And we need to thank the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. We'll start with our first five riders. That would be Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, and Zion. Slack pack this week would be Chuck, Hammer Crusher, Old Man Slacker, Shut Up and Ride Mike, and Squatchy Pete. Title change. We have Steve, Micah, Kenny, Dangerous Dave, and Chad. That makes up our riders group. And then we have Darren and the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast are the insiders. If you're not a member of the Riders of Loud Pipes, visit loudpipes.net slash donate. Take a look at the support levels that we offer there. And we have a link there for one-time donations. There's also a link for one-time donations. And anyone who sends a one-time donation over of $50 or more, we're going to send you a Loud Pipes t-shirt with the new round logo. So just that easy, a little promo that we've got going on. Let's get into the eight days a week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hand, 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 hand. Yes, sir. We got a U-turn topic. We do. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Your turn. TD says we have a U-turn. We yeah, fire we, up the Ducati and do a U-turn. So, so we got a little news on the spider today. Oh, all right. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are we going to need to get you a handkerchief or a beer? Maybe. Or a scotch? Maybe. Okay. Lay it on us. So I went over to the dealership. They got the part in. And the tech was working on it. And, well. Uh-oh. I upgraded bikes. Oh, what? What? <laughs> Wait. Congratulations, Miracle. You're, you're this. Oh, my God. The secret master does it again. <laughs> again, I've been hoodwinked. <laughs> Did you get a Nikon? No, I'm no, just I got, no, I got, a, get? 20, I got a 2017 F3S. Holy cow. He is the king of secrets. So, th- so there you go. I know we talked about it a little bit, but I, di- I didn't think you were that close, man. Holy cow. Congrats. They had a, they had a nice little deal. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give you more of the detail because I kind of gave you the little bit of rundown, but. Um, so Friday I went over I'm to the dealership, went over to the dealership and talked to the service manager and he's like, the part just came in mm-hmm. because 
because uh, UPS wasn't running on Thursday. They finally showed up at quarter four. The tech was busy and was going to work on it Saturday. And one of the guys there says, hey, we might be getting some bikes back. <laughs> By the way, while we're working on this piece of junk. Um, we're, we're getting some bikes back. So they might be might make some deals. I said, okay, well, let me know. So. Mm. Mm. And um, so I have to figure it's going to be a couple of weeks. So Saturday morning, I get a phone call from the sales manager and says, um, you want to make a deal? Or you want me to talk numbers? Or how serious are you? So I'm like, well, run the numbers. So Saturday morning, Natalie and I went over there in the numbers. Um, <laughs> so Natalie went over with me. They gave us numbers, and it was too good of an offer to turn down. F3T, you said? No, F3S. F3S, okay. So it's an F3S, and it's um, Oxford Blue. So that's non, non-bagged. non Non-bagged, correct. What's the S then? I don't, I don't remember seeing that one. So, so the S allows you... Is it like the S to the RSS that you have now? Right, so it's the sport mode. And what's neat about the S is you get to turn off the traction control. Oh, burnouts. Sideways. So you can so yeah. loosen more options and let it go. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome, John. So, so there you go. So it is actually being picked up tomorrow afternoon. Oh, my God. So there you go. All right, now you can put it in the clubhouse. I know, right? Song Beach, as Rico would say. So, so needless to say, I guess you're getting two points. So you're getting two points. Well, we haven't got... This is only the first bike of the year, but okay. Two points. Well... And and uh, I guess uh, Chris is not getting his two points. Oh yeah, well, that was a long shot. So, very very nice. There it is. So we can move on now. Seven days. Wow. Yeah. That's so, John. Drop drop the bomb and roll on. Yeah so, right. Jesus. So, so let's, let's talk about this new bike. <laughs> <laughs> now we need a whole other episode on the new bike. Jeez Louise. All right. Irishman, eight days a week. You need seven. Well, you don't need seven, We, but that's our limit. Um, seven things to ride or drive or fly or sail, whatever you like to do. Money is no object. Kind of think of it as your perfect garage. Because John's buying it. Because it's John's buying it and one project. And then for bonus points, if you want to play a birthstone bike, you know, a bike of your birth year. That's our, our latest edition. Bike or a car. Or okay. truck or I, I got this. boat or I got this. I hear you. In the all bag. Right. Um well, first of all, let me start with a motorcycle that I've would never own, but I would drive the hell out of this mother. And that's uh the Tomahawk. It, it I mean to me it's mm-hmm. the sweetest looking bike, it's the closest thing to a bat the Batman bike. You can get, and because I have all the money in the world now, thanks to you two, uh, I mm-hmm. can afford it. So That's how we roll. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it, guys. Um, and then, of course, because Nikki is about to die, unfortunately, uh, I would say the 
I try out the Venture Yamaha 1900 um, and mm-hmm. the Honda Fury, you know, and because the Honda Fury is it's a beautiful bike, um, and it comes like that. Then, you know, of course, because I was born in the 80s, and who doesn't want to go back to the future? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I can't think of the name of the car, though. DeLorean. DeLorean. The, the DeLorean, yeah. I, you know, who doesn't want a silver car that has never been painted? Um, stainless, baby. Stainless. Exactly. Stainless <laughs> steel. Never rust. Um, then... So that's one, two, three, four. And then... Johnny, um, keeping notes? No, not at all. <coughs> I'm just counting off the top of my you know head. No, I'm saying is John keeping notes? No, that's your job. That's your job. What? I just counted. So TV, slacker. I'm working on something else. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I got the list. So, Tomahawk, uh, a Fury. Uh, Yamaha, uh, Tomahawk, Fury. Adventure. Adventure. Uh, DeLorean. Um, What's that noise? I don't know. I thought it was you. Yeah, I thought it was you. It just stopped. Oh, jeez. Anyway, uh, <laughs> because I spent 15 years in the Marine Corps, I would I always wanted to own my own Hummer. So, uh, but if you ever rode and ridden in a Hummer, they were very uncomfortable. So I'd go with the Hummer 2 because that was the best series they ever made. Um, you realize it's not all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd rather have a radio than a walkie-talkie. Um, and then, let's see. Um, never owned one. Never ridden in one. Never drove one, of course. I would love to have a Hugo. <laughs> nice. And a Pinto. <laughs> and a Pinto. And a Pinto. You can race them. Exactly, right? And, you know, who doesn't want to go a quarter of a mile in like 15 minutes? Zero to, <laughs> let's say zero to 60, yes. Yes, zero to 60 eventually. At some point. <laughs> nice. And so my project car, bike, thing would be the Family Matters car. Did you ever watch Family Matters? I have, but I don't remember the car. Steve Urkel. It's a French car. Yes. Three wheels. One wheel in the back. Oh, is that that? Okay. I know what thing you're talking about now. um, (laughs) Oh, it's the one that swings open in the front. There it is. Yes. That thing right there. Yeah. What is that called? John. I'm working on it. It's, It's like a slingshot. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, the first like shot ever. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the granddaddy of the slingshot. That's what you do, uh, John. We need to print out some of these. The, I would say it's the crunchy roll. I'd say crunchy roll. Crunchy roll. Yeah, that's the first word I saw. So, crunchy roll. In fact, <laughs> it's a it's a BMW. Mm. Who doesn't want to roll in style? I should have noticed there is the yeah there is the BMW motorway. Yes, it's a BMW I S E T T A. 
The Isetta. Yeah. Something Isetta. like that. I want an Isetta. John, buy me an Isetta. But I'm telling you, John, we're going to print that out, and anytime a slingshot starts talking smack <laughs> about their machine, you just hand them that and be like, well, take it up with your granddaddy. Right here. So, so, so here's an interesting thing. Was reading the Wikipedia about it. In 1955, BMW Assetto became the f- world's first world's first mass-produced car to achieve a fuel, consum- fuel consumption of 94 miles per gallon. And then the second was Geo. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, the Metro or the Prism? Hmm. I had the Metro. Ford, Ford, that was a four door, right? Or they had a four door model. Uh, no, mine was a two door. Um, it was a three. Um, no, was it a one, two, three and a half cylinder? Three and a half cylinder. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I mean, it was like small. I think it was only three. But um, yeah, I had fifty miles to the gallon, uh. <laughs> and I could go like. Over 200 miles on a tank. It, it was awesome. Mm. Oh, but man. The only thing is the car only lasted like 200 miles. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> All right, John, we got anything else? Events. Oh, we got to talk about events. We got to talk about events. Just quickly. Just quickly. Quickly? Well, I'll try and make them quickly. So, events. So, the first one coming up here in a couple of weeks is the Easy Rider Bike Show in Charlotte, North Carolina, January 20th. Then, then, we are doing the Moto Amino, February 18th through 21st, Key West, Florida trip. Mm-hmm. You're going to break in that new spider, huh? I am. Now, now, Irishman had a question about this earlier, so did you have something you were going to say about the Key West trip? Oh, no. Um... It was going to be a comment, and I decided that I was going to leave it alone. Okay. Yeah, what? <laughs> what? Whoa, let's get out of the way. Yeah, somebody over here needs to come along. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Richie, yeah. You're coming, right? What was the question? <laughs> you already said yes. We're yeah, good. right? Yeah, you're going. Um, so we're doing a saddle sore. So, I heard. Saddle sore 1,000 going down. And, and, and as the navigator, I forgot to tell the leader that yeah, right. what time we're going to be leaving at <laughs> the the trip is kickstands up at 2 a.m uh, and he's he's like what it's like again I John? early but yeah that early I, w- I was thinking like you know i can actually sleep at night and we already did that once before and it was great we showed up on time but he was like yeah so uh we're leaving at two <laughs> what <laughs> Are you building in a nap? Or are you just doing it? Building a nap? No, there's no nap. That's straight, man. 17 yeah. hours. Yeah, 17 hours straight. 1,093 Three miles. So, going to be leaving the sheets here in Raleigh by the airport. And we're going to the Super 8 as well, currently where the ending location is, unless that changes, but in Florida City, Florida. Yep. By Via of Atlanta. So. Oh, Atlanta. So you got to come west first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to come. Yeah, that's the only way I can get the miles. I was going to say, yeah, it's not enough miles, miles to go straight down. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the sad part is to go the other way. It's, if we do 95, it's 800 and 
45 miles or something. Yeah, we did that once. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could just go straight to Key West and then just, you know, ride out, what is that, A1A and back? Is that yeah. enough? A1A, A1A was kind of destroyed around Daytona um, during that last hurricane. Oh, okay. I don't know if they, yeah, I don't know if they <laughs> built back up. Um, we actually stayed, uh, me, my sister, um, her husband and a few other people stayed in a hotel and it was during the hurricane. Woke up the next morning, went out to the road and most of the road was gone. So you had to cut through back alleys to actually keep on the AY. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So moving on. Moving on. The second annual congressional show, April 14th from 2 to 8, 2 to 8 p.m. We are having the first annual Loud Pipes meetup. Still waiting for Sometime. somebody to tell me when and where and plan it, but. Well, it's going to happen, hopefully. Well, let's say there's there's two <laughs> options, right? No, I'm waiting for him to tell me. There's July. It's either going to be July 13th or it's going to be in October. All right. Well, when you want to sign that out, let me know. That's up to the clubhouse. They need to hammer it out. Well, we're waiting on you to tell us what day you want to do it. Okay. We'll talk offline. All right. All right. <laughs> so next, we're having the second annual East Coast Moto Meadow Meetup. Wait that's forward. going to be held. At Capital Power Sports dealership in Wake Forest, North Carolina. That is where our Mr. KP works. His GM has been graciously enough to allow us to come up there and hang out for today. So come out and hang out. So big shout out to them. I need to make that one. I need to pin that. Yes, you do. That's not as far as Key West. We can manage that. <laughs> well, the. the well, we'll talk offline about the rest of that on the what's planned for the eighth, and maybe you can join us on the eighth. Okay. And, and then, last but and not then, least, then and right now, currently, is the third annual motorcycle podcast challenge, June twenty first through July eleventh. Which hopefully we will have these two gentlemen over here joining the party as listener riders. And <clears throat> I gotta tell you, if the listener group joins, if uh, everybody joins up as a listener group, it's going to be a little battle. I have a feeling. It gets heavier every time we talk about it. <laughs> the next, you know, we always, we think we know who the long riders are. And then we talk to other people, you know, like yourself, Irishman. And it's like, oh, that could be even more miles than what we were thinking. So, see, the crazy thing about long riders is once you've done a long ride, there's longer rides out there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I've been to California and back on many different routes. Um, I've been all the way up to Canada. I've been all the way down to Florida. Um, there's not too many more places I can go except for from Florida to like Washington or Oregon or something mm. like that, all the way across. Four corners. Um, yeah. Um, so I would love to meet a rider that thinks he can outride me because <laughs> I will challenge him. <laughs> Or her. Or her, because we are not sexist here. So, I know we're going to cut this off and we need to get going. Yes. Yeah, well, you guys... But you, oh, go ahead. But, but you know, I think there's last one month you did, this year, 20,000 miles in a month. In one month. Good night. I thought I wrote a lot. 
All right, before we close, I would again like to thank the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. And if you feel the show is adding some value to you, please check out loudpipes.net slash donate and participate in our value for value model. We do the show as often as we can Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Join us at loudpipes.net slash live. There's a chat component where you can interact with us and other writers on the show. Follow us on the Mixler app and you'll be notified when we go live. Can't support the show monetarily, we understand, and we just ask that you head over to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, or wherever you get your podcast from and leave us a rating or review for the show. It does help us to grow and it puts a little fuel in our tank as well. Additional information from this episode, the special reference episode, including links and images, can be found on our website, loudpipes.net slash 113. And we have links there to leave us feedback, subscribe to the show, and follow us on social media. Why not? Johnny John, I know you have a kickstand, and you've got a new kickstand, or or, sorry, you have a new parking brake. Dang it. Oh, no no parking brake. It's a button now. It's a button. You fancy. Well, anyway... I'll put my kickstand up. What about you? I'm going to hit the throttle and go. All right. Irishman, KP, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good night. Thank you for listening. Please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate.